Hi, welcome to Skeptic Hangout, the place where we sit back, relax, and chit-chat about intriguing and sometimes controversial topics through the lens of skepticism. We are Josh, Richard, and Laura, and today we are discussing overpopulation. So grab your English tea or your Costco flat of Frappuccinos and join us as we talk about procreating ourselves out of a planet. Hey, we're just following God's commandments after all, aren't we? This is Skeptic Hangout overpopulation. know if anybody wanted to jump in besides me because I keep jumping in first no okay. yeah I can I try not to be the first one to jump in since I just did the intro but it's, it's okay. well, I just didn't know if Richard wanted to because I keep doing it but I'm okay to keep doing no, it say, you take it you take it I've it's 2 a.m for Richard it's his first 2 a.m shift so give him a break <laughs> all right no. overpopulation is a topic that I'm I think we can fall down some avenues on because it's, you can definitely overthink it I know China has some what we would probably think is inhumane ways of dealing with overpopulation where you can only have one child. I think it's still only one child. And then usually because of that, they're kind of like seeing men as, as the preferred choice of child and women as almost like a burden on the family because you can't carry on the name with that. And like, I understand where they're coming from in that uh, if, if you're overpopulated, it's you need to have less children but making enforcing that on a family uh is very difficult and it also makes weird societal standards like what i talked about with uh the the women children almost coming off or the girl children almost coming off as inferior children like a disappointment yeah yeah so that is where when we talk about handling overpopulation like what to do about it i am all for um, I know Richard's favorite thing to say is like education. Yeah. Educate people and maybe promote not having big families. Like our cultures push and push and push and push to have these big families, mostly for religious purposes. Um, yeah. And so if we can reverse that, that um, conditioning and that thinking to, well, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. You'd be surprised how many people choose not to have children when there's not the cultural pressure to do so right? Like there's, there's quite a few, it's getting more and more popular now for people to stop having children by choice, but yet they're still pressured by their friends and family and communities. Like, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? Right. Um, if we reverse that pressure and just promote it and not putting negative pressure on those who do decide to have kids, I think we're going to have natural declines without needing to have laws. Well, it, it used to seem like it's like your destiny. You're, you have to you have to get married by a certain age. You have to have kids by a certain age. Right. And like not just one. Your your parents want like a bunch of grandkids to be taken care of. And you're also supposed to go forth and spread the religion. So like the more you can build your pyramid scheme, scheme, yeah, scheme of family, the better it is for for whatever religion you're trying to populate. So like, but now uh, as our culture's changing, like there's been there's more of an emphasis on people's autonomy and stuff like that. 
there's less of a focus on everybody needing to have kids. Like there's, there's a whole movement of people that are just like happy that without kids, they can go on vacations whenever they want. There's nothing. It's less looked down upon, at least so within our generation, Richard's generation probably is getting okay about it too. Maybe but <laughs> there's less pressure on it. And it's mostly doing good. Cause I think the way they handled it before, and it may be something that'll come. It's still probably inevitable is I think, a lot of times the overpopulation was taken out through wars and we haven't, we haven't been pushing for wars right. as much. So that's like, that's how they, that's how they called the, the people is like, Oh, we'll, we'll send the young poorer people out to die. And that'll take care of our overpopulation problem. Not just that, but there, yeah, there were natural eliminations like famine and disease and war is probably a huge one. Like that's a good way to like wipe out a lot of like very, um, I should have thought of disease with, with uh, COVID killing so many people. That's the way to get rid of, like, it's not a good way. It's not, I'm not putting a positive on it, but that's the way that no, but that's population what people have literally has gone said. down. Like the people who are against like masks and vaccination and stuff is they're like, well, we're overpopulated anyway. We need to weed out the population. I agree with you that that is not the way to do it. That's callous but and gross. It's yeah. yeah. It's and really ironically, life. it's usually those who suffer from <laughs> Yeah, yeah they're the ones who usually get weeded out with those who don't get vaccinated and don't wear the masks. Yeah, interesting exactly. how that works. Um, but yeah, um, I'm interested in what your guys' thoughts are. Um, not so much what we should do about overpopulation, but like your your thoughts on overpopulation in general. Like, do you think that our planet is currently overpopulated or heading towards overpopulated? And why? Like, what do you guys think are the reasons that you would say yay or nay? Well, I, I don't have the statistics, but I do know that I, I, I have heard that our population does slowly uh, in, increase as time goes by. And I do think that's going to be a problem eventually. Like we're taking out the resources like crazy. California, our water is like shit right now. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 not as much because of overpopulation as the, that we're letting uh, companies take our resources and stuff like that but it also doesn't help that there are so many people packed into this tiny area like la has like is overpopulated it's like there are states that don't have as many people in it as we have (laughs) out in this la area and there's only so many jobs for people to go there's only only so many houses to go the job market or the the uh not the job market the housing market is crap right now because there's so many people and even though they keep increasing the the prices on the houses so much they can always find somebody desperate enough to take it up so it's it's getting to the point where it's almost unsustainable to live out here because of overpopulation and other horrible capitalist issues but i think that's one of the one of the reasons why they're able to milk us so bad for it is because the population's so dense with people that they can find, they can sucker somebody into any type of uh uh, housing that they want to do. Yeah, I think the, the loss of resources is a, is a huge thing. And it, of course, it's not the first time in, in history that it's happened. The biggest kind of, until, until modern technology came along, uh, the biggest kind of force, cause of deforestation it was during the Bronze Age, where people suddenly learned how to kind of, the Bronze Age led in a huge, huge kind of uh, cultural uh uh, migration of knowledge and it was also around the same time of the like the first enlightenment where in like 2500 bc where all these these cultures these, in greece and in india and in china all these great ideas were coming out with uh, like 
Buddhism and Jainism and uh, Confucius and all the Greek philosophers. And that Bronze Age led to a massive, massive deforestation. Yeah. Because uh, because of the the kind of uh, the need to power these great furnaces that they were using to to smelt the bronze and stuff. So it's not it's not a modern thing. We tend to think of like uh, resources going as a modern thing. It's not the 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 change we have now is that we've progressed to such an extent that we're we're all living longer and we're all generally healthier. And right. that coupled with uh, the taking the resources is what's causing the problems. Is you know it, our benefit for health and for longevity? Longevity is kind of the thing that's causing our own uh, demise, if you like, uh, our own problems because there there aren't enough resources, or, or there are enough resources if they were shared out evenly, but uh, or handled appropriately. Yeah, yeah but. The, the, there aren't enough resources to, to sustain the way we currently live. I and... love that you both... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go on. I've done. Finished. I just I love that you both touched on resources versus the size of the population because that's something that I think is a big misnomer that I hear a lot is, um, well, there's plenty of room. Like, we still have so much room to expand into and blah, 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 blah. There's so much of the planet that's unused. And um, it's almost like people think that, like, in order to have an overpopulation of ants, every single square foot has to be filled entirely with ants to the point where you can't even move. And that's what an ant overpopulation is. And that's wrong. Like overpopulation yeah. is nothing more complicated than just the number of life forms exceeds the amount of resources needed to keep them alive and to sustain those numbers over generations. Right. And what we don't understand is that um, as of right now, yeah, we're able to, 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 do it somehow make do but we are also in a very very privileged position where we don't understand how much of the human population is living below what we think of as poverty so if you're like a white american or a white person in the uk you probably good chances are you have no idea what real poverty even is right and and the people that you've seen and labeled as being poor are living better healthier lives than the actual world's poor and so when we talk about overpopulation, I really think um, the first thing and the most important thing we should talk about isn't our numbers or whether or not we're covering enough square miles, but it's it's our resource use and how we're using our resources. And yeah, if, if, we're if not, you have a look at, sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna I was just gonna end it with if, if you're not looking at um, feeding a human population as feeding an entire human population, then you're missing the point. Yeah. And I agree entirely. And I think if you have a look at the Earth from space, something very interesting happens because we kind of think of it as being green on blue, but like the typical idea of the globe. But if you actually have a look at satellite images of Earth, there's a huge part of the US, which is kind of desert. There's a huge part of Africa which is desert. There's a huge part of the kind of Euro-Russian continent, which is desert. Mm -hmm. And those resources are geographically placed. It's not just a case that we live on a green planet with, you know, mounds and mounds of forests and and food-bearing savannas and stuff. It's just not the case. 
a lot of it, a lot of the Earth's tundra, frozen tundra, a lot of the Earth's desert, and these, these population areas are the problem. It's not just the fact that there is so much land and so many people. It's usable, usable land and resource-rich land, which is the problem. And that's usually tightly controlled by what? people who were making lots of money off it. Yeah. And, and draw spread of water. Oh, my gosh. If there's a resource that we think we have an unlimited amount of, it's fresh water. <laughs> we just yeah. don't have the water that we need for the world's population in order to live healthily and sustain it. And, and, your and this seems like a problem that they keep kicking the can up the curb, just like uh, just like with global warming and stuff like that, and which actually overpopulation probably helps contribute to that somewhat as well. That uh, it's not our problem now; it's the future generations' problem. It's something that we need to be thinking of now. We can't just like our our grandkids are going to be living on on Mars someday. That that'll solve overpopulation. There's probably going to be a substantial <clears throat> throat dried out a substantial issue that uh, takes care of these numbers and is not. I don't think it's going to be something that's pretty. I think it's going to be a pretty horrible situation for everybody that uh, that gets us out of these numbers. It's it could lead to another disease, just like we get pa- packed in so close to where uh, diseases can spread easier under overpopulated conditions uh it could just be people like starving to death because the resources eventually can't reach to everybody it, mm-hmm. the amount of farmland that takes to, to to house one family worth of food is a shitload more than people think it is you can't like raise that you can't like build a farm in your backyard and sustain yourself you need property in order to like sustain your family on farmland and we're counting on other people to do that without even thinking about how far their resources can extend because the numbers getting bigger and bigger every year it's another thing that's so weird that they're going against birth control now and abortions now when uh right now adding more kids that aren't wanted into uh, eating up resources seems like the exact opposite of what we should be doing yeah Yeah, it's it's Uh, almost like an irresponsible argument huh i think Touching on water, just just to finish on the the kind of water point, we Britain's got quite a healthy water supply, and it, even like here in a, a few years ago, there was a period, and it was only it was only a period of about two weeks, and this is how quickly things can change. Where literally they were showing satellite images on the on the news of of Britain. Because all the grass was turning yellow because we had a heat wave that was so much of a heat wave that it was like drying everything up. All the reservoirs were drying up. Wow. All the all the gardens were drying up because we weren't allowed to water them. There was a hose pipe ban on to, to, to try to keep water at a minimum usage. And it doesn't take long for, for this stuff to strike. And, and we're quite... We've got quite a plentiful water supply compared to a lot of places, and it it just shows how quickly uh, things can change and how like climate change wise and how vital water is, fresh water is, which is it's you know it's it's the most vital resource we have on the planet. I do I do want to throw out there, and this is more in case I misspoke, but I do want to say that like I don't know the statistics like Josh said earlier about whether or not we 
actually are currently overpopulated. Um, I, I can make suspicions based on like changes in um, not just global warming, but when you have like huge tracts of farmland that are literally destroying the, the natural ecosystem of an area to the point where then they have to leave that farmland alone for so long and can't use it anymore and things like that. Um, we're talking about resources at least eventually being used up. So I just kind of wanted to throw out that, like, I don't know the statistic about whether we're currently overpopulated or just heading towards it. I mean, scientifically, according to how many resources we have, I just suspect we are based on like the, the worldwide poverty level and how many people do without things that we take for granted every single day. Uh, overpopulation I, for somebody living comfortably like i'm living relatively comfortably uh for me might be different for overpopulation for people on uh on lower end and lower means so like I, I, there might be like a, a statistic where they say this is what overpopulation is but overpopulation could mean something else for people in different classes and who have uh, different resources that they're able to obtain because the, the yeah. more people are there are less resources there are to go around the more people are going to find themselves like having to like get multiple families into a home or even not able able to get a home anymore because uh, the the housing market is down or or the again the water isn't enough for them like overpopulation i don't think just means like for the entire planet once the entire planet is screwed we're overpopulated it could be it could local be, yeah. yeah local overpopulation yeah and also like it's it's interesting that if, if so let's say hypothetically speaking we have the ability to feed the entire world and to have the entire world have basic amenities like housing and and water and stuff then there'd be like a really solid argument that like uh, we're not overpopulated because we're, we're able to provide for everybody. Um, now, I don't think that the fact that we don't provide for everybody automatically means we're overpopulated. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is um, at that point, whether or not we're overpopulated becomes a moot point because the population we have now we're not caring for, whether we're underpopulated or overpopulated or just populated, right? Um, I think that it, it it becomes almost like a non sequitur, like we're focusing on the wrong thing. Why don't we focus instead on the people who we have right here, right now, who aren't getting their needs met? Yeah, yeah. We, we we definitely should be pick going for, instead of pushing for more families and stuff like that, we should be pushing for better healthcare, better better uh, uh, jobs for people, better, just just better living conditions overall said pushing like we need to get as many americans out of vaginas as possible this year <laughs> like that's 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 the, the most humane way i can see of not necessarily solving it but like slowing down the problem because eventually it's going to solve itself and it hopefully we can it's either going to solve itself or we're going to come up with a humane way of solving it and uh right now it seems like we're not doing any any steps to to uh, do the humane way and like helping each other out and getting past this hurdle it mm -hmm. seems like we're just waiting for it to get to that point where it's a real problem for enough americans or enough enough people in the, in the world for them to care about trying to find a solution like you said yeah, if it doesn't interrupt your way of life you know and i think what one solution because traditionally of course uh and i mean he, i would say traditionally so it's all it's limited to the past now as well wars are generally fought over resources that yeah. that gens to tends to be the kind of underlying cause of of most wars uh the control of 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 resource of one form or another i think 
we should put something aside as individuals to try and help uh, those less fortunate than us, those who haven't been born with the privilege we've born with, been born with, to kind of share the wealth we have to whatever extent we are able to, uh, to, to kind of do that little bit just to help people. You know, let's change the culture from trying to control resource to sharing resources uh, in in whatever. And everything starts with us individuals because it's very easy to sit here and say, well, we should be doing more, the world should be doing more, but not doing anything yourself about it. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So there, there's a question too is um, where's like the the talks about sustainability? So you have so many people arguing about, um, well, we're not really overpopulated because X, Y, and Z, right? But, um, or we are overpopulated, now what do we do about it? But my question is like, so we have, you know, these incredibly huge factory farms and a lot of the um, agriculture that's grown, like plants that are grown are actually grown for animal feed. And we don't even realize that the, the majority of our wheat and corn and stuff goes towards animal feed so that they can feed the, the you know, little eight ounce steak that I eat for dinner. Um, so it's an incredible misuse of of our resources. Um, not not to so, mention like restaurants, uh, they end up throwing out the food most of the time instead yeah. of giving it to like homeless shelters or people that could do it. That's resources yeah. that are readily available, but because of the capitalist society that we live in, uh, they're going down the trash because they can't make money giving it to uh, homeless right. shelters. Because I need a salad that's four times bigger than what I can possibly fit in my stomach, but then that food needs to be put in my in the trash because we can't give it to somebody else who needs it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really disgusting sort of system that we have. And so, yeah, I guess that's just my point is like, why why don't when we when we talk about a farmer who wants to make a living and make you know millions of dollars off of his his beef, his awareness is just not on sustainability. It's on what do I need to produce right now this this year to make my 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 dollar amount. And I'm not saying all farmers are like that or that nobody cares about sustainability. But culturally, I think if we're going to talk about whether or not overpopulation is important, why don't we talk also in about what our practices are? It was, I don't know, it's just something that Richard touched yeah, on. Yeah, we I should. Think I think we should do it. And I think the majority of conversations I have with vegans uh, and, and me as a non-vegan tends to be correcting the perception that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally against these big, massive super farms. I think we sh- I think we should reduce farming, and that would in turn reduce reduce meat consumption, and it would in turn put the cost of meat up, and it would in turn make us healthier people, and it would in turn in in you know help to reduce the resource loss on the planet. Yeah, you know th- these are all connected things, and you don't have to go to the extremes of being one of the major arguments for veganism is the, you know, the loss of resource and the super, the way food is uh, farmed to start with. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm totally in agreement that the way we do it now is wrong. You, you don't have to go to the extreme of a vegan to, to see that and to, to understand that. And, you know, that is one cultural change we could make as individuals uh, where we source our food from and try to encourage uh better farming but but you did mention like 
and I'm not arguing against your idea. I'm just trying to put some nuance in there. You did mention the fact that the doing that reduced kind of farming and getting away from the gross factory farming and giving them better living conditions, uh, that does increase the cost of, of the meat. And yeah. that, and that's why, so oh, we already live in a country, I don't know how it is over there, but over here, uh, eating healthier is expensive. And yeah, it's here as well. Yeah. And bringing up those kinds of costs is a big deal for, for fam- low income families. So like that, that, there's always like a give and take with anything done in the right direction. Like I do care that animals are are treated fairly and that they're using less resources, but I also understand that families do rely on these cheaper cuts of meat and stuff like that in order to survive. So like there's always a give and pull everywhere. And I don't know if like that's a solution that helps. I don't know if it's a solution for everything. So I I think it's a solution that Sorry, go on, Laura. I just have to push back a tiny bit about the expensive thing because, yes, if you're talking about fully organic or buying only from local farms who don't do the big factory farming, then, yeah, the cost of eating healthy becomes um, quite a bit more expensive. But if you're talking about just eliminating your meat consumption and processed food consumption and incorporating more, like, um, whole foods and more vegetables, I'm not saying you have to go vegan or even vegetarian, but just reducing the amount of meat you eat actually makes the average plate cheaper right so our dinners when we do something like salads or like a vegetable stew or something like that are substantially cheaper than when we do our meals uh especially involving red meats like tri-tip or something like that i mean chicken's pretty cheap but you could as a family it's it, it takes mindfulness though it takes education and it takes it takes knowing what what you mean when you say cheaper because like sure twinkies are cheap but um, so is a bushel of bananas. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's cheaper to eat meat or to eat unhealthy or that it's more expensive to eat healthy. I think it's what we think of as healthy when we think it has to be organic or it has to be meat from a, a local farm where they charge twice as much per pound, you know. Um, then yeah, let, let, me, let me just clarify that I was talking yeah. about if we reduce this globally. Yeah. And, and and not not just in, on an individual basis now, but if we actually reduced it globally, those would be the results of it. Yeah. Meat is not that spectacular for us to be addicted to and eating all the time. Traditionally, we ate meat a lot rarer and we were a lot healthier. Healthier in terms of, I shouldn't say that because without healthcare, we were, we were less healthy. <laughs> um, but I'm talking about in terms of the vitamins and stuff that we got from, from the foods we were eating. But we ate a lot less meat as well. That's what I'm saying. We're, meat was rarer. Yeah. 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 We can eat less meat in our diets. And if that's the only thing we eliminate, A, it gets cheaper, not more expensive. And B, we get healthier. And we don't have to be vegetarians. Just don't eat meat three meals a day. I may just not be connecting with that because that sounds like a horrible, horrible <laughs> lifestyle like, to me. I need my, my <laughs> eggs for breakfast, my turkey sandwich for lunch, and I need my steak dinner. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like it's. I'm probably not coming from a logical standpoint, but like everything you're saying, just is like makes me want to scream right now, not like in a good way, but like in a horror movie. But I was just gonna say, just a guy right from now. the horror movie podcast who's into blood and guts <laughs> and want to eat more meat. <laughs> That's why he watches horror movies. Those don't scare him, but the thought of taking meat out of his diet does. And I, I, <gasps> I, I, I have to apologize though, because I feel like I've gotten up on a high horse on this show about 
meat and whether or not it's good or bad. I I just think we could do with reducing it without substantially. I was just impressed that you got up on that high horse for so long and it didn't kick you off. So good on you. I like my high horse likes me. I I, I don't. The thing is, it, it is a good point. It is a very good point, and it is it it is connected to resources and overpopulation. Oh, that was so it, there, Josh. So there. <laughs> I thought, I thought Richard had a little bit more resources to overpopulation. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the end of it. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, this isn't a vegan episode or, or, or an eat less meat or no, just don't Josh episode. Uh, th- th- this is overpopulation. Like wh- where else are we seeing overpopulation? Like uh, uh, what other kind of issues are we, are we coming out with this? Cause we seem to like want to get all the meat eaters and throw them under the bus. But <laughs> well, where else you, can we... you touched on it earlier when you said that there's a big thing in, in the U S now about the abortion uh, thing yeah. being overturned and religion. Uh, it seems to be pushing very much this idea of, of having more children. And and kind of populating the world, and as Josh said earlier, to go out and spread the word and uh, follow God's good instructions. Well, uh, well, you did an episode on sex education recently, and that's a good way of slowing overpopulation. Because if you know how to put on a condom or you know to take the pill, and there's like no stigma on it, then that's going to help slow overpopulation. So we're not getting more unwanted babies and guess what that avoids the whole abortion issue too if they have a little bit of sex education yeah i mean i think that right there i know we're coming to the end of the show but i think that right there nails it in terms of what we do about overpopulation i don't like the idea of governments telling people what they can do with their families whether or not they can have kids that makes me incredibly uncomfortable oh yeah um and and i agree with what you say about the, the outcomes for women and the negative the negative outcomes there um i think if I do still feel like no matter what legal abortions need to be available to people just because there's always going to be other reasons. And I don't, even if it's rare in, in even, it, it even, even if rare. there's 10 people but, in the world, that, that, one, right. that one pregnant woman, she can get rid of that baby. If, if she like, wants just to let those body. 10 people. Yeah, absolutely. So this is by no means an argument against abortion, but I do, I do think that um, if you're going to talk about overpopulation, promoting healthy non-child lifestyles, not saying that it's better than having children, but just making it on par with having children, make it okay, socially acceptable, give good sex education. On top of that, I would say healthcare in terms of free or readily available birth control because um, with no stigma about getting it, no stigma. And I'm sorry, make it as easy as possible. No limitations. Like if you're under 18, you have to have parents permission no limitations. Oh. Like if you're married, you need your husband's permission. Oh. Fuck all of that. If someone wants access to birth control, they should have access to birth control. Um, yeah, that, that's one thing we are thinking in Britain. I don't know what it's like now because I'm no longer young. But when, when I was young, <laughs> that, that's one thing that, that we did have access to. You know, if as, as a teenager, if, if I wanted to go and have sex, I could go and access free condoms. You know, there was a place to do that as as a minor. Uh, and, you know, that's that should be something that is freely and readily available to everyone. I hope it still is. I, cannot, uh, I, I have this kind of vain hope that, you know, our my, my country is moving forward rather than backwards. And that's still a thing. But, yeah, it's, you know, free birth control, like, you know, 
as we talked about in the sex education episode, kids are going to experiment. Yeah. Let's ed- educate and make it as safe and as uh, for them to do so and give them the choice to kind of t- take birth control and experiment without having to have the consequences and have a, having stigma attached to it by some religious nut who fucking wants to, to tell people that, you know, if you have sex, you've got to have a baby because some... 2500 year old book says so or that the only purpose of having sex is to have a baby yeah um that would be my my last point for reducing overpopulation and fixing some of the world's problems is to continue to combat bad religious ideas because a lot of our bad cultural practices come from us being stuck in bad religious ideas but um i know we're coming to the end of the show so i want to give josh the opportunity to get his last thoughts in as well no, I, I think I'm right on par with you, you on that one. Live, uh, promote healthy sex, promote safe sex, promote. I, I know, uh, like Planned Parenthood, you can get contraceptives uh, easy at no matter what age you are. Although that's going to depend on what state you're in with the way things are going and who your but, parents uh, are. Sometimes, yeah. Well, I didn't have sex until I was in my early 20s, so it didn't really. Be, it wasn't really a problem for me, but. Uh, well, it was a problem for me, but it wasn't a problem that I actively. Like we understand, Josh. We understand. No need to. No need to clarify. But so uh, uh, I've been a teenager too. That would have definitely been a problem for me. So so I I like healthy education. There, I can't get behind your whole uh, backing down on the meat thing. I know that I know that it seems like the healthy way, but I have a hard time telling people how they have to eat. And that's probably me being selfish, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell somebody that they couldn't have their three steaks a day and like look myself in the mirror anymore. So so that's where I'll agree with you. I think it all has to be personal choice. It has to be education and personal choice. I don't think that education, not mandation. Yes. Yeah. And I think people will tend towards better choices, the better educated they are. And if they choose not to, then that's, I mean, that's fine. That's their choice. Josh? They're, they're going to fuck the steaks <laughs> and ego because that's where their sex education is going. And that's how they're going to have a good time. <laughs> I can't follow that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Put a steak in it. It's done. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and on that note. Oh, invited him on again. Well, I, I think know. this was your idea. I remember telling you, I definitely don't want Josh. <laughs> I just showed up here. Nobody invited <laughs> We logged me. in and there he was. If you want to follow us, if you want to talk about whether Josh is wrong for his stance on me, which he is, uh, or or comment on anything else that you've heard in this episode, you want to communicate with us, uh, we've got a Facebook discussion group. Go along to that and, uh, you know, we're there. Interact with us. We'll, We'll answer your questions. We'll push back if you want to disagree with us. Or maybe we'll agree if you want to disagree with us, depending on your disagreement. Uh, we also have a merch store, uh, which I have no idea how to get to because I don't retain that kind of information. Linktree <laughs> forward slash skeptic hangout. And I'll put, I'll put a link in the description. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can, you know, support us that way. That's currently the only way to support us. And, you know, we want to, we want to improve the way we do this. We want to get better equipment, better, uh, you know, currently using free software uh, to record, you know, pay for that software, get a better product out of it, uh, improve what we're doing. And we can only do that with your support. So, you know, go and buy a t-shirt or a, a mouse mat or 
You sounded so <laughs> sad with that. You sounded so, so please buy the t-shirt. They're good <laughs> t-shirts. They're good merch. Don't 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 come off like big and like, yeah, you wanna wear this t-shirt. <laughs> don't don't do this like please help us out here on Skeptic Hangout. We need you to buy the shirts. Josh, Josh was actually before he joined the crew. Josh was actually a fan of the show and did buy the merchandise. So kudos to Josh. Do be be like Josh <laughs> in every way. Eat lots of meat. Uh, don't fuck it first, though. That's oh, dear you, Lord. We choice. need to end this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, keep questioning, interrogate your beliefs, stay skeptical. And we will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>